You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening with Nick Kunza from Sandham Private Wealth. And the last time I spoke to Nick, he was saying, I think, Lindsay, that the US traders, or whoever it is, will want to have a 3,000 print on the S&P. Uh, now, let me just put this into context. The S&P has gone from 3,400 roughly to 2,200 roughly, and is now at, as he predicted, 3,000. In fact, 3,003, 3,004. So, Nick, you made me look like a fool again. Good morning. Good morning, Liz. No, I don't know so much of that. It's just that, you know, just sometimes there's an old expression with traders that you you need to sort of like trade what's in front of you, not what you think. Uh, and let's, I'm not talking from investing, I'm just talking from trading. And, and it clearly the momentum has been to the upside recently. And if I look at some of my Twitter feed and, and the comments I'm getting in the last few days, it's can't understand this and the market's going to crash. And, and uh, this is just more and more and uh, more gamblers and kids coming in. You know, against that backdrop, you've got to understand when the market continues to grind higher, it's just the, 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 almost like the point of least resistance, Lindsay, is just to the upside. And yes. there's nothing really clever in it. It's just uh, it's just what it is at the moment. And it can change on a sixpence, as we know. But for now, clearly, there's, there's a bit of momentum in the market's looking on the on the sunny side, you know, a bit of good hmm. news it's going to run. Well, you said it's not clever. I think it is rather clever, actually, because if you get it right, uh, then that, that that is cleverness personified. But anyway, let's have a look at uh, that S&P, uh, which is the main story of the morning, 3,005 now, up one and three quarters percent, mm-hmm. or 52 points, and a mere now 392 points away on the futures contract, that is the front month futures, from all-time mm. record highs. And it seems like everything was a bad dream, Nick. And from its bottom, I had to do some work this morning because someone asked me, 39% from its lows that we hit in the middle of March. So, I mean, I keep on trying to look back and decide if this is a bear market rally or not. And and quite frankly, it is a little bit of an outlier, although uh, 1929's bounce was about 40%. There was, there was a... I don't know what the balance was exactly in 2008. Uh, this is obviously a slightly different environment to then. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's just too far out of the norm, although it really it, it does appear that it wants to continue on running. And, and of course, the news this morning that there's uh, some more sort of uh, proven tests coming out positively on a on a drug for for the coronavirus. This one out of the US, uh, uh, Navaritis, I think it was called, or. I couldn't find the name escape me. So that I mean, mm. that's sort of helping this. And, and I guess thrown on the back of more and more economies opening up. But I also, again, once again, I get the feeling that uh, we're going to grind higher, but uh, the real test will come when when the economies do open. We see some earnings coming out. We see, you know, right in the midst of it, a lot of these earnings, just in South Africa, a lot of these earnings again this morning up until the end of March, which is it's not really the, the full picture. Um, and I guess for me, a little bit of realization again this morning. I mean, Singapore out today with uh, with their sort of economic forecast for 2020 and cutting it for the third time this year. You know, Singapore expected to shrink by between four and seven percent. So I think we'll see the juggling between the reality of, of news like that out of Singapore and a market which is trying to push pie. And I guess we're going to find the trick is to find the, the bit in between, Lindsay. Let's have a look at the Stock Exchange News Service. Uh, that's the first up this morning rather than the spot prices. We'll come to those after this. Coronation Fund Managers have come out with their numbers this morning. And uh, these are the financial results for the interim period ended the 31st of March. Now, 
Share price has reacted quite well. Uh, I think that's got a lot to do with the market as well. But anyway, revenue increased by 8.4% to $1.77 billion, which is huge. Basic and headline earnings per share increased by 8%. Interim dividend increased by nearly 8% to $0.178. Cents. It doesn't tell me in the short-form announcement the assets under management. I can't see them. Am I being stupid again? It doesn't tell me how much they're managing these days. Why doesn't it tell you that? Surely you want to know that, don't you? Well, let's have a quick look on my side to hmm. see if there's any update on, on Reuters. Um, but I must say, on first glance, I thought it was very impressive numbers. But once yes. again, a little bit irritated up to the 31st of March. So not the full April sort of story with the midst of, of the COVID. But nevertheless, and thank you, thank you to the management of Coronation for, for continuing to pay a really juicy dividend. Nice. Um, you know, this dividend still puts them on a yield of 9%. So well done to them. And I think just in this environment now, I think they'll go a long way. I guess even a, you know, up 6% today, I imagine a couple of percentage points is a little bit of a, Bit of kudos for paying a nice dividend and sticking to their story. Um, try, try and find out the AUM or yeah, assets under management as well. while I'm looking at the results mm. for the year ended 29th of February from Famous Brands. Why they're a month late, uh, I can only speculate, but they are a little bit uh, late with these things. Um, I'm just going to read these ones out while you're looking for assets under management. Yeah, so we'll let, we, can, we can put that to bed quickly because they didn't release it this morning, ah. uh, this morning's announcement. Okay, in that case, let's go straight to Famous Brands. Uh, from one iconic South African brand to another. Uh, summarized results for the year ended 29th of Feb. In the interest of accurate and representative reporting, this announcement focuses on the period under review being March the 1st, etc. The extraordinary post-year events and impacts related to COVID-19 global pandemic are confined to the commentary under subsequent events and prospects. Okay, well, thanks for that. Revenue up 1% to $7.8 So flat, in other words. Headlines earnings per share up 32%. That sounds a bit strange. Uh, operating profit up 8%. Operating profit margin 11.7%. And then it goes on to the overview and operating environment and group performance. And it goes on from there. But what did your morning meeting say about famous brands? <clears throat> yeah, nothing to get too excited about. And quite frankly, another one that which just irritates me in this current environment to uh, to give you results up to the 29th of February. I mean, don't even include March like Coronation did. So I don't know how much you could actually look into these numbers. Uh, market's taking a little bit of a stride up 1%, but I think that's more just in line with the marketplace. But but overall, I think these guys were in a little bit of trouble before COVID-19. And, and quite clearly, when we get an update to include uh, March and April and May when the, their businesses have been shut because that's not even reflected in these numbers, Lindsay. So, I don't know. Do you want to talk about this? It's a bit irritating they didn't include these numbers, but um, not great. I think disappointing. Uh, I think we haven't seen that. They're going to have to sort of raise some capital by the sounds of things. Um, you know, they've made a comment that uh, lockdown measures have been had significant effect on their business. I'm not surprised these guys are at the forefront of being shut. So, uh, I, I would certainly steer clear for now for this one. Yeah, no pun intended there with steer clear. The portfolio <laughs> consists of 24 restaurant brands represented by a massive 2,791 franchised and 107 company-owned restaurants across South Africa, the AME and the UK. The business is segmented into leading brands, signature brands, strategically positioned to appeal to a wide range of consumers across, and it goes on. You've got 2,791 shops that can't open. It's as simple as that. So obviously they're going to be bad, these numbers. And mm. the next set of numbers will be bad as well. 
I was going to say that, Lindsay, this is not even including, this is up until the end of Feb. We only went into lockdown in the first week of March or whenever it was, uh, second week of March. So this is not even telling you, not even, I wouldn't say half the story. It's not going to tell you the full story at all. Um, yeah, so I, I think these are going to, as you pointed out, these are going to be a shocker the next set. Yeah, just to remind ourselves about who, what this company is. These are the oh, sorry, and no, sorry to interrupt, and, yes. uh, and no dividend. Let's, let's put that out too. Okay, what a surprise. Steers, Debonair's Pizza, Fisherways and Milky Lane, Wimpy, Figo Cafe and Mug and Bean. And so it goes on from there. Lots and lots of things in their portfolio. Really, really good brands, you have to say. Excellently run business, although it went a little bit, uh, got a little bit out of uh, out of hand when it went to the UK with the, mm-hmm. with the burger joint. But otherwise, no, it's a really, really good business. And once people get back in a year or so's time, then it's, it's going to flourish again, I think, albeit in a different form, I hope. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, these, as you said, these are names that have been, I mean, household names in South Africa, and, and certainly where most South Africans around the world, they will recognise a lot of them, and and, and certainly as of the last year or two, adding some to the stable, which are more hard end. You know, we've got the Wimpy on the bottom bottom side of it, the lower LSM groups, um, but the top end, you know, things like um, Turn and Tender, the Steakhouse. Uh, uh, the other one, Tasha's, also a bit of a high-end coffee shop. So they really cover all the bases and all the spectrums. And, um, you know, let's see, you know, they're, they're not expensive. They, they made a few mistakes. And uh, that, that gourmet burger, which you're referring to in um, in the UK, was a disaster, paying overpaying at the top of the market, but then, you know, not uh, exactly deviating from what has been the South African trait for amongst managers for, and CEOs for the last few years. But maybe if they can get their house in order and, and we get a bit of a recovery, this is certainly one to uh, maybe a recovery stock, eh, Lindsay, for the portfolio. Yeah, so maybe they want to trim it down a little bit. It depends on how mm-hmm. uh, people's... I think what they'll be doing is they'll have their experts analysing how people behave towards uh, casual dining once COVID-19 restrictions are lessened, if you see what I mean. Uh, maybe people will just want to have stuff delivered rather than going out and sitting next to somebody that they don't know who might have a bit of a sniffle it's very interesting they they obviously if they're a serious company they'll be analyzing these things on a day-to-day basis Mm. and as you said 2620 restaurants that i have it so that is a lot of analysis that needs to be done on these restaurants to go forward Yes, I'm just trying to get my spot prices up here, uh, Nick. Market data. Let's click on that, and then we go spots. Just okay. before we before we move on to that, yes. just a quick observation. Um, and I made a comment this morning in the meeting, just saying, is this a sign that maybe we're turning to a little bit of normality on the JSC? A little bit of corporate action this morning. Afrimat, they yes. came out with a statement. I don't know if you picked it up. Expression of interest to buy yeah. some ordinary shares of uh, of the unicorn. Not a little hell, but this is the first. I mean, it's such it's a small small side note, but I just think maybe maybe a sign of things returning to normal. A little bit of corporate action coming to the JSC this Tuesday as we slowly end, exit uh, sort of lockdown. Obviously, corporate activity. I, I quite like it. Yeah, corporate yeah, activity exactly. doesn't happen overnight. So, I mean, this has been exactly. in the in the offing for weeks, maybe mm. months. But I mean, at least they've had the confidence to say yes, we are exploring this. It may go ahead. But uh, well done to Afrimat, which is a company mm. which continues uh, to uh, receive um, plaudits from all sorts of different quarters. The dollar rand is seventeen forty three. That's nice. That's one point two percent better. British pound against the rand is twenty one thirty eight. And the euro rand is 19.06 with euro dollar 109.35. That dollar is a third of a percent weaker. Uh, The dollar seems to be, you talk about the line of least resistance, and the line of least resistance on the US US dollar seems to be to the downside for the dollar. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, the Dixie, we'll be watching the dollar index. The 
Uh, gold price on that note is seventeen thirty, which is barely changed. The platinum price is up seven to eight fifty dollars an ounce, and the palladium price is what, Nick? Holding two thousand, two thousand and ten dollars per ounce. And I make that up uh, just sixteen dollars this morning. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil is $34.41, up 3.5%. Brent Crude Oil is up 2.2% to $36.30, and that completes the commodities. And if we go to the performance of the Dow Jones last night, which was not open, of course, but uh, the futures this morning up 450 points, or nearly 2%. The S&P futures yeah, doing more or less the same thing, above 3,000. Crikey, what a story. Nikkei Dow. Uh, 2.5% as Japan comes out of a state of emergency. So the Nikkei 2.55% higher. Shanghai up 1% and the Hang Seng up nearly 2%. Australia up 2.8%. These markets are on fire for goodness sake. Yeah, it seems to be whoever lit that match seems to have come from the likes of an American biotech firm, which I mentioned earlier was called Novavax. I got my, my sort of what, sort of my words crossed there, not Novartis, Novavax. Oh yeah. Uh, they came out saying that they um, their first human study of an experimental coronavirus vaccine is has sort of gone reasonably well. So that's uh, obviously got things going. And, uh, of course, with America shut yesterday, Memorial Day, they're coming back as well. A little bit of, little bit of a positive impetus in the market. So it has a, a bit of a good feel about it this morning. Um, yes, actually. And it's, yeah, just and quite broad base. This is a little bit – I see BHG billets and a couple of miners a little bit flat. And there was some uh, – there's some iron ore sort of numbers out of this morning out of China, out of the Dalian Exchange, where it, they made a comment that um, they said there'd been a massive amount of, uh, of sort of overstocking. So that took a bit. That was around three percent this morning. But besides that, it's generally quite a positive feel about stuff today. And uh, a little bit of thin on the news front. We have a bit of numbers out this afternoon out of America. Uh, we've got um, some economic building permits at 2 o'clock. Those are watching the diary. Uh, we're looking for a drop at 20%. And also out of the U.S. later as well, we have uh, some new home sales at 4. Other than that, point of least resistance today, clearly to the upside. Top five major moves on the JSC this morning, according to my screen. Old Mutual, for some reason, up 8.2%. Redefine up 7.1%. Sandlam up 5 and 3 quarters percent. Well done to you. Uh, RMIH up five and three quarters and Investec Limited up five and two thirds percent. I thought that was looking a little bit cheap, actually. Um, but anyway, Old Mutual, Sunnam and RMI all mm. in the upside. What is that? I think that's a big kicker of those coronation numbers. They all play in a very similar field. Uh, coronation coming up, as you said, really cracking set numbers and that whole, in, that whole sector up between 4 and 6%. So I think call it the coronation effect today. And of course, with a positive market. And what is the coronation share price doing? Coronation currently up 5.76%, almost about to break 40, uh, 40 rand. Bearing in mind, this was in the mid-20s yeah. six weeks ago. So also a significant bounce back for that counter. Well done to them, I say. RCL down 5.2%. PSG Consult up 2.25%. South 32 down 2.2%. DRD Gold a 1.3% loser. And Fortress A down one and a quarter percent. Anything else outside of the ones we've just spoken about that have caught your eye this morning, Nick? No, no, quite frankly, um, nothing that spots to mind. And we certainly don't have anything lined up of this side. I think corporate action besides out the way, uh, I think we're just a general buying theme today. 
Give me the JSC indices. No problem. So before we head off on, on this Tuesday morning, we have JSC Allshare continuing to build its base above 50,000, 50,768, up 1.39%. Uh, top 40 up 1.25% at 46,922. And individual indices, I don't have any in the red, all in the green. Just uh, mining shares a little bit to the upside. Some are flat. But in general, financials bearing the brunt of this buying frenzy today, mm. up 322 percent energy shares up 2.36 percent industrials two and a quarter percent even a consumer non-cyclicals getting a little bit up half a percent but other than that all in the green today very good indeed nick we'll see you at five the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of lindsay williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position or opinion of any other agency organization employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.